Hello, my friend. It's time for Super Success Secrets, the show where we discuss the world's most powerful success strategies. I'm your host, Chirag Luka, and I'm really grateful to share with you some of the ideas that I've used to become a number one best-selling author, serial entrepreneur, multiple world champion martial artist, and seven times world record holder, as well as interviewing the best thought leaders to discover the secrets to their success so that you and I can grow together, achieve our maximum potential, and become champions of life and business. Let's get started. Well, hello there. In this episode, we discuss three super mindset tips from the martial arts. Mindset is super, super, super important. Because any skill set in the universe without the correct mindset will leave you upset. I'll say it again. Any skill set without the correct mindset will leave you upset. There's a saying in Greek or in, in Old Latin. And it goes, cognito ergo sum. The combination of the mind and the body. There's a well-known saying also in the martial arts that if the mind is right, then the sword is right. If the mind is wrong, then the sword is wrong. So, mind is super important when it comes to the execution of any physical skill or anything in the whole of our life. It's the concept of the mind that brings everything together. So, these three mindset tips from the martial arts are known as Shoshin, Zanshin, and Mushin. I'll say them again, Shoshin, Zanshin, and Mushin. So let's talk first about the idea of Shoshin. Shoshin means and almost literally translates to beginner's mind. I said in a previous episode that white belt in the martial arts is the beginning of learning. Black belt is the beginning of understanding. Because black belt actually translates in Japanese to shodan. Dan meaning grade, sho meaning beginner. A black belt is a beginner's grade, somebody who's beginning the journey towards understanding. Shoshin, meaning beginner's mind, is all about being open, receptive and teachable. You see, a lot of the time, everybody's goal is to be an expert. But if you're an expert, then you must work double as hard, according to the traditions of martial arts, to become a beginner and a learner. You see, my teacher taught me that when I go to another school, and by this time I was a second degree black belt, and he said, when I go to another school, which he had sent me to, to study martial arts from that master, I was to go wearing a white belt. Now, I was super attached, of course. You know, I worked so hard to achieve this black belt and then the second degree and all of the grades that came before that. I was wondering why he wanted me to go there wearing a white belt. I was attached to this black belt and everything that came with it to show people that this is how much I know and this is how much I've done. And he explained at this point that I was to go there to learn not to show what I know. 
and therefore a white belt would be the most appropriate because I would be showing Shoshin. I would be showing my readiness and willingness to learn. And he said that showing your readiness and willingness to learn and be open and receptive is far more valuable than showing how much you already know. If you speak, you only hear what you know. If you listen and let somebody else speak, you learn something that you didn't know before. So that's super important. He said, that's what you've got to do. You're wearing the white belt. You're going to go and study from this teacher. So off I went. The teacher was also very happy because he knew that I had come there to learn, which means I was free from the ego, free from the belief that I knew everything. And I was truly there to actually learn, which meant that he was more willing and able to teach me and he didn't need to break down any barriers in order to do that. Valuable lesson. Since that day, any time that I need to go and learn something, I go with Shoshin. I go with a beginner's mind. I imagine that situation is like I'm going with a white belt. It could be that I'm learning to write something for theatre. It could be that I'm learning to direct something for theatre or film. It could be anything in the whole universe. When I approach a teacher, I approach with a beginner's mind. Now, there's an old story in uh, Zen and in the martial arts that floats around and it goes a little something like this. A doctor came to visit a Zen master in order to learn. The doctor, however, came with his ego and his knowledge and his expertise. And he asked the Zen master, if the Zen master could explain the concepts of Zen. The Zen master picked up his teapot and he began to pour the tea into his cup. Eventually the cup became full and the Zen master continued to pour. It began to overflow. And seeing this go on for a few seconds, the doctor stopped him and he asked, why are you pouring the tea when the cup is already overflowing? It's ridiculous. It's useless. And the Zen master said, exactly. I'm trying to show you that if you're already full of knowledge, if I pour more in, then even that which you have will overflow. It will come out. That's not what we're looking for. The Zen master picks up the cup. He throws the tea out and he explains to the doctor that when you're ready to throw out what you know, then I can fill you with the truth of Zen. This is such a powerful metaphor, like a really powerful story, that when you approach a teacher of any kind, we want to be beginners, we want to learn. The only real way that we can learn is to have no ego. Wayne Dyer says that ego, E-G-O, spells etch greatness out or etch God out. Ego is not your amigo. So that's cool and something important to learn that number one is that you free yourself from the ego, you approach with a beginner's mind, a true beginner, somebody who's willing to learn, somebody who's really willing to put themselves and surrender to the teachings that are coming in. That's the way that we grow. And then, almost like a swan, differentiates milk from water. That's a metaphor. It's not really something that a swan can do, I don't think. But if uh, just in the way in this metaphor that a swan can differentiate milk from water we have to differentiate what the new teachings are from what we have and we need to sort sift and separate to decide what we want to keep and what we want to throw out but at the point of at the point of wanting to learn we accept everything and throw out what we know leave it at the door
check your ego out the door. That's the first lesson from the martial arts mindset. The second one is about Zanshin. Zanshin means focused awareness. So Zanshin is the idea that you are focused before, during and after a task. So in martial arts, in competitions, for example, when we do a traditional sparring competition, what would happen is that you would strike, but you have to be in the correct posture before. So you're in what's called kime. You're in a ready position. You're focused. You are focused through the strike, which means that you strike and you pull back and you remain focused after the strike, meaning you continue to look forward and you're back to a ready position. You're back to a fighting stance. That would then be a point. If, on the other hand, you turn around and celebrate after doing the strike, then that would not be a point because you're not showing Zanshin. But Zanshin in the wider context can also be applied to self-defense. Self-defense in the context that you would be aware of your surroundings. Have you seen that episode of Friends where Ross keeps talking about Unagi and he says that he's aware of everything, he knows everything because he has Unagi. He's confusing the term unagi with the term zanshin. It literally is that concept that you're aware of everything that's happening around you. So this for us in terms of the mindset to achieve, to get to peak potential, would be the concept of being in an active state of awareness, not passive. So we're aware before we have to do a task that's the preparation we are aware during the task and completely focused on what we're doing and we're focused after the task so that we can evaluate so that we can see what the the results of what we did were so that then we can evaluate and move forward for the next time before during and after focused awareness the closest i guess to this in psychology would be to have conscious competence, meaning that you're conscious, you, you are really thinking about what you're doing and you're good at it. So you're focusing. Focused awareness is Zanshin. Then we have Mushin. Mushin is the highest state of consciousness. The closest we have in psychology, according to Maslow, would be the state of unconscious competence, meaning that you no longer need to think about it and yet you still bring about a desired result. Mushin translates to no mind, meaning that you're now not thinking about it. You know, like some of those times where you are, you know that you can do something, but you're so in your head about it. You have these conversations in your mind over and over again, and you're really thinking about it and focusing, and then it's that focus that self-sabotages you or you burn out. Well, the concept and the idea of Mushin is that you practice something, you get so good at it, not so good at it that you can do it right, but so good at it that you can't do it wrong. And then you free yourself from the ego. You allow yourself to do that thing with complete faith in your soul. Complete faith in your spirit. Complete faith in your body. And complete faith in your self. That you and your, your subconscious almost, if you will, will take over and it will allow it to do everything that it needs to do. For example, your subconscious mind is responsible for making you breathe and it's making you your heart beat and it allows you to digest and it does all of these things without you needing to control it. Having a state of mushin means to do things almost as effortlessly as you breathe. You don't need to think about it or control it. 
You allow it to happen all by itself. Bruce Lee, in his one of his quotes, he says that when he expands, I contract. When he contracts, I expand. And when there is an opportunity, I do not hit. It hits all by itself. Meaning that in the context of martial arts, he is so good that he doesn't need to think about it. He, his body, naturally reacts to what his opponent is doing. Mushin, and that state, here I guess in the in the Indian traditions, they would call this a state of samadhi, a state of complete bliss, where the natural processes and your skills are brought about naturally without any conscious thought or effort from yourself. So that's really important for the concept of moving forward and peak potential, achieving your maximum potential, because we want to be so good, not so good that we can just do it right, but so good that we can never get it wrong. So just to recap really quickly, we have three states of mind, Shoshin, Zanshin, and Mushin. Shoshin is the malleable state of mind. It's the state of mind of a beginner, somebody who's willing able and competent to learn, somebody who has no intellectual ego, no intellectual ego that says that I know everything. There's no I, rather there's complete surrender to the new lessons coming in. On almost like a teacup that's overflowing, they throw out everything else that they once knew. They allow the teacher to pour in what is to come, the knowledge that is to come, and that teacher doesn't have to be a person. That teacher could be a circumstance, a situation, or anything of the sort. After that, they get to decide whether the, what they want to take from the new knowledge and what they want to take from the old knowledge. Then you have Zanshin. Zanshin is a state of focused awareness. And for peak potential, this is important because we focus before we do something. Really get in the right mindset. Like, have you ever got into one of those situations where you didn't psych yourself up? You weren't in the right mindset to do something and so you couldn't do it. For, for this, it could be like playing a game or it could be doing some work. You have to get into the mindset first and you just feel really lazy. Well, Zanshin teaches us that we stay focused before the task so that we're ready during the task and we continue to stay focused after the task. For the martial arts, of course, this would be because if you're staying focused after the task, there could be another attack, there could be multiple attackers, etc. In the same way, when we're achieving peak potential, there could be something else to do, a next goal, something to evaluate. And then we have Mushin. Mushin is no mind. The closest we have in psychology is to have unconscious competence. And that is, we get to that stage by not practicing until we get it right, but practicing until we can't get it wrong. So much so that we become so good that we don't need to think about it. It happens all by itself. How will you apply these three mindset tricks to your life and your potential and your achievement. Let me know at Chiragluka on Instagram. Until next time, this is Super Success Secrets. Thank you so much for joining me here today. I really appreciate you. The reason I created this podcast is so that you and I can share these powerful concepts and grow together to achieve our maximum potential and become champions of life and business. So if you have an idea for a concept that you would like us to discuss or you have a question, 
please feel free to reach out on Instagram at Chirag Luca. That's C H I R A G L U K H A. I look forward to hearing from you and look forward to connecting with you. And until next time, stay awesome and be a super success.